You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Everybody pay up. Welcome to Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Andrea Schwabe. We live in the self-help era. First it was books, then video, and now YouTube. You can learn about anything and you can learn to do anything. Restoring an old radio or calibrating a robot stepper motor is one thing. There's usually a manual and an established process. But how do you build a team? It turns out soft skills are hard. One of the unusual aspects of accounts receivable and debt collection is that collectors get results, but almost entirely through soft skills. Debt collection is mostly just one person communicating with another. MetCredit is expert at soft skills, and those results come from a team of collectors. Sean Verk is branch manager at MetCredit and leads the Vancouver team. He's had special success in building a positive, safe, supportive environment where collectors can thrive while getting outstanding results. Sean was on the phone from Vancouver, and as always, I started by asking his background and how he rose in the ranks at MetCredit. So I've been in collections for 15 years now, um, and I started, I just wanted to get an office job. And my friend was working in collections and he said, hey, come work over with myself. And uh, we went to school together and we were at BCIT finishing off our business degrees. And I just wanted to get into an office environment. So I I started at one of our uh, competitor to MetCredit at the time and started in collections. And when I came in, it was actually intimidating because uh, collectors back then used to yell and scream and be uh, a little bit abusive on the phone. Um, and that wasn't my style. My style was to speak to someone, get them to, to trust me and respect me and work out a solution for them. Um, but my style kind of, it lasted over the years and it's something that's still going today. While the old style of yelling and screaming, uh, you can't do that anymore. Right. What, what did you take in business? Uh, I did business management at BCIT. Okay. And then how did, what was your, what was your career path within MetCredit? Uh, my career path within MetCredit, like, so I started at another collection agency. I went from collector to uh, branch trainer to team leader to managing the office. And then I switched over to MetCredit and I came in as a collection manager. Um, after a couple of years, I moved up to taking over the branch here at MetCredit, um, and the staff has grown from about 14 agents to now we're up to 30. Wow. And um, why did you make the change to MetCredit? Uh, actually, the other company that I was at, um, they decided to close down the Vancouver office and oh. just uh, move everything back to Toronto. Um, so when that happened, I was looking at different options. Um, I was looking at outside of the collection industry, and but I, I really enjoy collections, so I saw MetCredit was one of our competitors, and I thought I'd apply. When, you know, as you're as you're sort of going through and things change, and um, you know, Allied shuts down, MetCredit's an opportunity. You don't have to stay with collections. So why did you stay with collections? 
because it's something that I really enjoy. Um, there's a couple things that I enjoy about uh, collections. Number one, it, it's competitive um, and you see results immediately. Uh, when you can convince somebody on the phone to take money out of their pocket that they don't want to all of a sudden pay, that it, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. But at the same time, knowing that you're helping them rebuild their credit, um, it, it feels good. Um, the other thing that I really like, especially in a manager role, is showing what I can do on the phone and teaching someone else. Um, when I see one of my agents, you know, try something that, that I told them to do and it works for them, they glow and that makes me glow back. Cool. What experiences as you were, you know, learning the business, what was, what was formative for you in terms of how you approach your leadership? Um, I think a big thing was I had two managers over my career that really helped kind of um, paved the way for what I do right now. And the biggest thing that they did for me was instead of just, you know, telling me what to do, they would give me a problem, say, Hey, this is what we're facing in our office. And Sean, can you help come up with a solution? And they trusted me with that. And I think that really helped me in uh, building up how I lead and I get my team involved and I ask for their advice. Hey, how can we make this better? How can we collect more money? How can we do this more efficiently? Because they're the ones that are on the front lines making the phone calls every day. Um, the other thing that I always wanted to understand why we did something. Um, why is a process like this? Why do we have a call script like this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I feel when I understand it, then I want to do it better. Um, and I want to implement it. And that's how I lead. I, I want to have these guys engaged in everything that they do. Uh, so they really care about it. And you can really tell. I mean, you know, a collector has to have some sense of support because they're actually doing really serious work. Absolutely. They they have in their hands people's credit, um, and that credit affects every part of their life from getting a home, um, getting a job, the interest that they pay on their accounts. Uh, it makes a big difference. Um, just thinking about your team on the whole, before we get to specifics of how you built your team, what do you love most about your team? I think what I love most about my team is the diversity that I have. Um, I have people in my office from all over the world. Like I, I'm literally talking all over the world. Um, they have very different backgrounds. A lot of them, nothing to do with collections. They didn't hear about collections until they came in here and they, they saw the advertisement for Met Credit. Um, but what I like to do is just surround myself with smart people uh, and people that want to work and people that have a good work ethic, and it works out great. Cool. Now, at Met Credit, there are signs all over the place uh, with a, the code of ethics. What's the, like? The, just talk about that first thing on that code of ethics sign. Uh, so the, on the code of ethics, you know, you really want to make sure that there's worthwhile work and respecting the customers and the clients. And it's all about respect. As long as you are respecting um, the debtor and your coworkers, you're going to get that respect back. What's the, what's the most difficult thing? I mean, you're, you're talking about this diverse team with people from all over the world. Uh, I've met a, a collector in Edmonton who, in the culture she comes from, actually had no sense of credit basically at all. So the whole idea of credit was new. What's the most difficult thing about building a diverse team? I think the most difficult part of it is that there is individual differences, but what you have to do is just treat everyone fairly. Um, 
people will be at different skill sets. Um, you know, some people with experience, without experience, but you want to give them equal opportunity to succeed. And the other thing that you want to do is just make, make sure that they have a safe work environment. Um, they want to feel comfortable coming to work if they have a problem coming to me and resolving the issue. I, I don't want someone not to be able to approach me. Hey, Sean, I don't think this is working out on this account. I don't feel comfortable doing this. If they have an issue, I want them to be able to bring it to me and then I can help them explain why we do this or if we shouldn't be doing it, you know, we'll change it. Cool. What, what kind of things do you put in place sort of foundationally in order to really support that team? To put something in place foundationally, um, what I like to tell these guys is just be accountable. Uh, take accountability in everything that you do. If everybody in the office takes accountability for what they do, there's no blame and we get good results. Um, if you fail and you take accountability for it, you can always see it as you're learning. Um, but if you don't take accountability for your failures, you're just pointing the finger at someone else. Um, for instance, even if like somebody on my team is not hitting their target, I have to be accountable for them not hitting. I can't just blame it on them. Maybe I'm not giving them the tools. Maybe I'm not giving them enough feedback. Uh, maybe if they're not putting the effort in, I'm allowing it. So I have to take accountability on myself if somebody on my team fails. Uh, and if everybody does that aspect, I think that's how you build a good team. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. Now, we're, talk, you know, we're talking about what needs to be in place. What needs to be absent? What, what do you have to get rid of or make sure that it's not in place in order to have that good team? Uh, I think selfishness and egos. It, it really takes away from the team when somebody puts themselves first. Now, we're, we're competitive. Everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to hit their individual targets. Uh, but you can't put yourself ahead of the team. And that it just hurts everyone in that, in that um, aspect. Yeah. When, you know, as a manager, you're, you're handling an entire office and you're responsible for a fair chunk of revenue. What, what do you spend most of your time? What's your primary team building activity? Uh, most of my time that I, I, I like and should be spending on is uh, just coaching the team, coaching them with their calls and feedback on what they're doing and ensuring that they're doing the right things each and every phone call. Um, if you don't give them the feedback, they're not going to improve they're not going to know if they're actually doing things right and they're going to continue on the same path. Um, so constantly giving feedback is uh, the most important thing. A lot of collections is, is soft skills. How do you teach that stuff? So, and I absolutely love that example with CC and I, I've listened to her calls. They're, they're amazing. And we've had the, the same thing from some of the agents that have uh, come into here from different countries. They don't understand what credit is or credit doesn't work the same in, in their country and they're not used to purchasing things on a credit card. Uh, but, but that said, so the soft skills, what, what you have to remember on the phone is that there's a human on the other end of the line. And I always think that that easily could be me on the other end of the line. And how would you like to be treated, 
right? Would you like to be yelled at or would you like to be treated with respect? And sometimes they come across and they'll yell and scream at you, um, but we're the professionals. We know that's going to come. You, ha- you have to listen, acknowledge, you know, that they're upset, but they're not really upset with you. And then sometimes once you just listen to them for about a minute, even if they're yelling and screaming, they realize that, hey, this person on the other end of the line didn't raise their voice back. And then something clicks with them. And then you can go ahead with your call and say, hey, what is the real root cause that you got in this situation? Is it because you don't feel that you owe this money or is it because, you know, you lost your job or whatnot? And once you know what the real reason for the delinquency is, then you can help solve it. And you have to be able to offer solutions. If you're not giving them a solution, how are they going to get out of the debt? And that's a that's a big thing that you have to do. Which which brings us to that sense of safety that you're trying to to foster and engender. So in in an environment where pretty heavy you know emotional conversations and conflict are kind of acknowledged and part of the business, how do you manage that conflict? How do you resolve that or train staff to to really deal with those intense emotional situations? Yeah. So one thing that I always tell the staff is uh, show emotion on your call, show that you care, right? Show that you have passion into it because then people will take you seriously. Uh, But don't make emotional decisions. Don't make a decision on an account because somebody yelled at you. So then I'm not going to help them. Um, Whenever you make an emotional decision, it's usually the wrong one. So I like to tell them, hey, show emotion, but don't make an emotional, emotional decision. And that makes a big difference on their call. Right. Well, that empathy is really important. I mean, empathy is that thing that just says, yes, I understand you owe money. Yes, I understand this is difficult. We still have to resolve it. And and that's the part that's always amazing to me is the, but we still need to resolve it. You have to. that, And that's why we're the, in the industry. Our client, we wouldn't, ha- there wouldn't be collection agencies. Um, we wouldn't be doing this job if there wasn't, Uh, debt that had to be collected. And in the end, yes, we know that there's a reason why you came into collections, but we have to get you out. You do have to pay this. You you have to remember, like, out of all the people that yell and scream and kick and all the things that happen on the phone, the ones that do pay, after they pay, they feel better. They get relief of the debt. And they realize that once they paid that we, you know, a lot of the times we are the ones that are offering them the solution on where to get the money. If that's, you know, uh, getting a loan from a third party company or making that tough call to your mom and dad to borrow the money, you know, we explain why, Hey, nobody wants to borrow the money from a friend or a family member. Um, but it's better to deal with the problem now before it gets into a bigger issue in the future. Um, so we help them through that process. And while they, while that process is going on, they might not like it, but at the end they're, they're usually pretty thankful for it. Um, okay. I'm going to go through a shopping list of teamwork words, and I want you to talk a little bit about how you deal with each of these. We're going to do five. Uh, and so first one, communication, how do you deal with communication issues? Uh, communication issues, uh, first thing, like if there's a conflict over communication, you want to understand both sides. Uh, figure out what each side is communicating, figure out what happened, why, and make a decision based upon the actual facts. And, you know, take a step back and really digest what each side is communicating. What is the reason for delinquency uh, that the debtor is giving, or if it's communication between two collectors and they have an argument over an account. Um, Figuring out, you know, both sides and what their perspective is. 
talk about how you deal with re- respect. Uh, respect. The big thing about respect, I think, is that you have to give respect. Um, it's something that you always give first and not look to receive. And if you give someone respect, it comes back in return. Excellent. You're really good at this. Uh, number three, trust. Trust. You need trust in a work environment. Um, if the agents don't trust their manager or the company that they work for, um, they're not going to want to come to work. If they trust, it builds that bond. And it's the same thing with debtors. If they don't trust you, why would they take money out of their pocket and put it in your hand? So you can't try to swindle them or um, you know, play with gray areas and try to trick them into paying the money. You really have to establish that trust. Excellent. Uh, morale. How do you deal with morale? Morale is a, a tough one. You, ha- you have to have high morale. Um, if it's different things like coming into the office and playing a game or every meeting, you know, just having everybody participate in it, um, people that are happy work harder. And I want agents that each and every day they wake up and they want to come to work. If you don't want to come to work, then I don't want you here. And that's as honest as it can be. If you're going to be uh, negative, it's going to drain people around you. And I've been in environments like that where I come to work and it's like, man, it feels like there's like a dark cloud around here. Um, And nobody wants that. You got that right. Uh, And that takes us to turning the mirror on you, which is, uh, sorry, leadership. Leadership. I I think leadership is exactly what it sounds like. You have to lead by example. Um, If you are unable to do a phone call yourself and tell the debtor, or sorry, tell the collectors, hey, use an account or make a call like this, stress this urgency, give these options, but you're unable to do it yourself, why would they be able to do it? Um, If you're going to say that, hey, come to work and be positive and be happy and, you know, smile while you dial, but you're not doing it yourself, uh, why would they do it? If you're not working hard and you're taking extra breaks, then how can you expect that from your staff? So I think leadership really comes with uh, taking accountability and leading by example. Everybody pay up. That's all for this episode of Overdue Advice. Thanks to Sean Virk at MetCredit for talking about how he's built his team at MetCredit in Vancouver. And thank you for listening. MetCredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at MetCredit. In Canada, visit MetCredit.com, and if you're listening in the U.S., visit MetCreditUSA.com. Check out Brian Sommerfeld's blog at blog.metcredit.com, which also includes useful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We want to hear from you. Subscribe, like, or leave a review to the podcast, or share it with a friend or business associate. It helps others find this information. And if you want, you can drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice is the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Thanks for listening. I'm Andre Schwabi. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.